the morning. Today marks an historic new opportunity for the state's farmers in New South Wales to increase their competitiveness and productivity as the New South Wales government lifts its ban on the use of genetically modified, that is, GM crops. Minister for Agriculture Adam Marshall joins me on the program. Adam, good morning to you, mate. Morning, Marcus. How are you? All right, but more importantly, how are you? Uh, You're halfway through your your recovery, I, I read yesterday. Is that right? Yeah, just past the halfway mark, Marcus, and uh, yeah, getting stronger each day, thank goodness. Um, I tell you what, for three or four days there, I was absolutely knocked out of the park. I struggled to get out of bed, even sit up straight. Um, Yeah, like I've had bad colds and bad flus. This has been a whole new ballgame, this uh, Delta variant of COVID. It it really, really knocked me around in a way that I wasn't prepared for at all. Um, And uh, someone my age in mid-30s and very healthy is impacted this way. Gosh, uh, I tell you what, people that that make light of COVID or get a bit blasé and a bit complacent, they shouldn't because this new strain is... uh, is very contagious, and if you're unfortunate enough to get it, uh, it will most likely really knock you around. And um, yeah, I, I, you know, just um, aches and pains, mm. and just absolutely no energy. Um, yeah, it 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 really bowled me over, and I, I was um, not not really prepared for that. Maybe yeah. Even my age and health, I thought I would be fine, that I would have minor symptoms. So I can assure you, I, I certainly. Did not, and but hopefully now, being positive, uh, hopefully now I'm over that hump, and um, yeah. yeah, I think I've got, I've got six more six more days to go. Touch wood of uh, uh, of isolation. You'd be a little frustrated that so many people are yet to be vaccinated. Um, we're nowhere near where we really should be, are we, mate? Oh no, we're not. Look, let's be frank, Marcus. The national vaccine rollout's been an absolute shambles, and uh, and there's no other way of describing it, and. Um, the the disappointing thing and the frustrating thing from my perspective is that it when we've got outbreaks like we do at the moment with the Delta strain, it's an outbreak in the context of a community that's left almost entirely completely unvaccinated and therefore completely vulnerable, uh, and it, it's it's just downright dangerous. Uh, and and I get a little bit sick of the rhetoric that's been coming out of the Prime Minister's mouth and some of his federal colleagues saying it's not a race, it's not a race, the vaccines. Well, it bloody well is a race, Marcus, because the quicker we get mass vaccination in our communities, uh, the quicker outbreaks like this are a lot less risky. There'll be less people getting COVID-19, and even those that still do, um, you will ha- they will have a lot less severe symptoms, keeping them out of hospital and uh, and ensuring that they survive. Um, and when you look internationally, our status or our current progress in terms of vaccination is absolutely woeful. And well, we're it, down it, the bottom. It, it's, it's, an, it's embarrassing. Yeah. It really is. And as you said in your intro, the, the confusing advice about what one to get and how you get it um, is making the situation even worse. Personally, I would take AstraZeneca because I believe any vaccine is better than no vaccine because at my age, 
I could be waiting until next bloody year to get a jab in my arm of Pfizer because there just isn't enough of it. Um, And um, so I would take AstraZeneca and and I understand the, the formal health advice, but you know I think I think we're all adults. We can make decisions for ourselves. But uh, that being said, good luck trying to find a GP or someone that will in, uh, that will jab me with AstraZeneca because you've still got that formal health advice from that ATAGI group of that the prime minister set up says it's only for over 60s but now apparently everyone can have it again oh it's and, just but, all but over it, the shop it, i don't understand it but um the the fact is that we've just got far 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 too many people particularly in regional areas but all around the country that just haven't had a chance to have a jab in their arm even though they're fully registered ready to go because the doses are just not there and look the commonwealth's had one one responsibility during this uh, pandemic, just one, and that's been the national vaccine rollout, and they've completely ballsed it up. All right, mate. Now, before I let you go, um, this new opportunity for our farmers across New South Wales to increase their competitiveness and productivity. Tell me about the the lifting of this ban on GM crops. Yeah, well, the, the, the ban takes effect from today, and so... Um, that will allow the agricultural industry to better innovate and I think uh, really do what it, uh, the industries have done uh, overseas and internationally where we've seen massive advances in uh, the genetic uh, the genetic makeup of a number of staple crops to make them more productive, more drought resistant, uh, but also to make them healthier uh, and better, um, more nutritious um, for for humans. So I'm really looking forward to um, to seeing the industry now have essentially some of the shackles taken off it. Uh, and this is not groundbreaking, I must say, Marcus. There are a number of other states uh, in Australia that yes. have gone down this path in recent years. So I, I know some people, when you hear genetic modification, people get a bit, oh, you know, this could be a bit dangerous. It literally will not. And plus, um, the national... The, the you know anyone looking to introduce a genetically modified crop in Australia will still need to get approval of the Commonwealth Gene Technology Regulator. Yep. This just removes the the regulation at a state level, the double regulation, if you like, and it follows you know similar moves uh, in Western Australia, Queensland, and South Australia. So it just means that our our agricultural sector in New South Wales will be competing on an even playing field with the rest of Australia now. All right, mate. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Get well and we'll talk soon. Thanks, Marcus. There he is, New South Wales Agriculture Minister Adam Marshall. He's still dealing, obviously, with the uh, uh, COVID-19 Delta strain, this really nasty variant. uh, And he told us very clearly that he was floored by it. And he's had flu in the past. He said this is 10, well, he didn't say 10 times worse. He said it's much, much worse. And he's in his 30s, a younger bloke, fit, healthy. And if it's knocked him around this much, then surely we need to protect those most vulnerable. And just back to this uh, situation on GM crops. As Adam said, the lapse of the 18-year moratorium today will open the door for the state's primary industry sector to embrace new GM technologies. By lifting the ban, uh, it will unlock the potential of GM crops for our state's growers, delivering better yields with less inputs such as pesticides and growing more nutritious produce. 
the adoption of GM technology, which, by the way, has been adopted in other jurisdictions, is forecast to deliver up to $4.8 billion in total gross benefits across our primary industries over the next decade. And GM technology could save our farmers up to 35% on their overheads and boost production by almost 10%. It will be a key area of growth toward a $19 billion industry by 2023. Alrighty, 13, 12, 69. Hello, Sonny. Are you there? 